Body parts. Body parts. We're doing body parts this week. This week we have a topic. Look, I dove right into it's the like, topic. It's uh, like part three, I think, technically. We've done some body parts already. The head bones connected to the knee bone. Yeah, that's a weird looking dude. Well, I mean, it's connected. There. Technically. E- eventually, yeah. Hey, there's some other stuff in the in between there, but... But yeah. <laughs> Is that Dr. Nick? Connectivity. Doing that? No, yeah. Oh, what's that? Gross blood. That's not Dr. Nick's voice at no, all. No, that was like a Dracula or something. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yes, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. So, so yeah, the the stuff, the body parts, we're back, and um, gee, it's still raining. Yeah. But, you know, is. we're in Pittsburgh. It rains sometimes. It rains sometimes. Uh, Hopefully to be traveling this year, recording some shows from other parts of the world, maybe. Sweet. I know. I'm excited to hear that. I mean, I'm just saying I'm hoping to. We can. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, with body parts, Ray, what do you have for a part of your body to cover? I'm going to start us off with rule of thumb. Oh, rule of thumb. Yeah. A principle with broad application, not accurate for every situation, based on practical experience, not theory. I like that one. Yeah. It's like, you know, the manual says this, but the rule of thumb around here is this. You know, it's giving you the real man on the street vibe. Yeah, it's more like uh, a little bit more loosey-goosey, a little bit more, hey, this is what how we do things. How we do things, yeah. Just because you've heard it other ways. The rule of thumb around here is meh. Yeah. We we do it this way. Um, this phrase has been in circulation since the 1600s. Uh, probably earlier, honestly. But yeah, the earliest known use of it in print appears in a sermon given by a Scottish Puritan, James Durham, in Heaven Upon Earth, 1658. Many professed Christians are like to the foolish builders who build by guess and by rule of thumb and not by square and rule. He's just using it as an example. There's a big butt coming up in that, you know. So somebody's so they're building shaky houses, and this fella doesn't like it. Who build by guess and by rule of thumb? Well, he's he's using a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, but yes. Um, Oxford English Dictionary says a method or procedure derived entirely from practice or experience, the, the, any basis in scientific knowledge, a roughly practical method. And the OED has it listed as 1692, which again we know that we have a quote from 1658 OED. What's the crap? Um, so, you know, the origin of this phrase remains unknown, mm. um, but it is likely that it refers to the numerous ways that thumbs can be used to estimate things. <laughs> you know, you stick your thumb out, you're like, how far away is that thing? You judge the distance, uh, you do the little, uh, you lick the lick your thumb and hold it up to see where the wind's coming from. You got well, that, that one? Well, that's, uh, you could kind of feel that wind. Yeah, but More you with a wet thumb. Right. I don't know why. But didn't they use it like Cold. from the tip of your nose and you pull it? That's a yard? Like you pull your hand? Like that's that? Well, that's, a, yeah, they're the measurement of the inch from the joint to the nail to the tip or across the thumb. But again, these are not scientific measurements. So yes, you're correct that technically the idea of an inch is that. But they're it's not. horrendously unscientific. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's like the nail bed on your thumb. You're like, on whose thumb? Because we got some weird thumbs out here, folks. Yeah, all kinds of. Um, but yeah, it's uh, 
just kind of referring to the way that we would make rules based off our thumbs. Um, sticking it up in the air and saying, how far is that? How far is that bull out in the distance? Can I cross this field before it gets to me? <laughs> um, there are some darker places tied to this phrase. All right. Um, which come up in the origin, so here they are. Um, in early British and, and American common law, it was uh, technically legal and well within the husband's prerogative to uh, beat his wife. And the story goes, as long as the switch wasn't a rod wasn't wider than the husband's thumb, that it was okay. Some said finger. Some said judge's thumb. The judge was specifically the judge of that. Uh, in 1792, Judge Sir Francis Bowler uh, made a legal ruling, which was shortly satirized by political cartoonists, which is nice to know that they're on the ball, even in 1792, who captioned his drawings, drawings. Uh, uh, you draw <laughs> the pencil across the paper. Go ahead. Uh, with thumbsticks, appropriate for wife beating in, in the comic. Um the rumor generated significant press, and for years after, Judge Bowler was dubbed Judge Thumb by his critics. Uh, I had to come up with something better than that. <laughs> 1868 America, uh, in a state Supreme Court case, State versus Rhodes, a North Carolina defendant struck his wife with a switch the width of his finger, and the judge found him not guilty due to the instrument being smaller than, than his thumb. Um, yeah, it's fun stuff. 1873, North Carolina. America, same thing, pops up again, similar thing. You can beat your wife because it's, it's smaller than my thumb. Um, but despite all that horribleness, uh, most lexicographers hey, agree hey, yeah. that, the, that the rule of thumb uh, originates just from the old measuring practices rather than these court rulings, which were real. I mean, these, these court rulings are real. Like, they're not made up, fabricated. Like, this, was, this stuff did happen. But the origin of it uh, predates these as we saw in 1658. Right. But we go through that history of the phrase. Well, I mean, the thumb, uh, would you'd employ it, you'd have all kind of uses. Right, it's, it's right there on your hands. Yeah, we didn't have anything else. No, right. It all, it all adds up. Yeah. The Germans have a similar phrase to indicate a rough approximation. Uh, P. Mal Dalman, which I pronounce like a terrible person probably, uh, mean, which translates to pi, the number pi, times thumb, 3.14. Um, the shorter version of pi being the imprecise way to measure the whole thing. So they have a, a P mal daumen. <laughs> pi times thumb is their rule of thumb. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> you can't get anything from that. Multiply 3.14 by what? A thumb? There's no number there. Well, <clears throat> but it, it, it's the difference between it being a measurement device and a rule maker like what is the rule how's that come in i think it's the not saying ruler but in the sense of measurement you know is that what you're wait, what are you saying did you right. say that but then we use it in terms of uh sort of a guideline right because right i think we just adopted the rule and made it the more common use of the word rule versus a measurement rule yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of all the same when you when you blur them around on the palette. You got they? promise. You got prayer. Come on. Yeah. 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 I I, I can I can navigate that. Yeah, but this is just basically our human eyes looking at our human bodies and saying, I can measure something off of that with this. That's a better way to say those things, probably. But yeah. 
All right. <laughs> rule of thumb. That's your rule of thumb. Yeah. What do you have for your body parts three? I have pulling your leg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pulling my leg. Pulling your leg. And and this one, man, I got to tell you, yeah. this one's old and uh, a little, uh, like many of them, a little iffy. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know? Yeah. No, they'll they'll get dark on you. Well, I'm not saying that dark oh, that way as much as um, just uh, not you know not as uh, as solid as you'd love. But gotcha. So so we see it the, for the first time really in in true actuality in in uh, 1883. There's a funny bit about I don't this guy um, James Gallatin. Uh, a diary of his came out in 1914. Okay. But this uh, James Gallatin uh, was long dead and had had lived and done his business. <laughs> we grave robbed your bu- you, buddy. We got your diary. <laughs> well, in the er- early 1800s, and it's funny, you know. So the so the use is in this diary, but it's one of the things that got his nephew sort of uh, found out because it or his grandson, I should say, hmm. it was it. It really seems like. His grandson made up a bunch of crap to publish a book and then said it was this guy's diary, what? right? But then he so he had he had his grandfather using the pulls his leg idiom back in the early 1800s among other uh errors. Mm-hmm. And you go he he, he we would, didn't even say that. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Gotcha. You know. So 1883, when we were saying it, <laughs> you used to say that, and you stopped saying that. Um, that's Roseanne again. Yeah, we saw it anyway. The uh, specific quote doesn't matter. N- Newark Daily Advocate in Ohio, Newark, Ohio. There's a lot of Newarks. Hmm. Yeah, Newark, New Jersey. You got Newark, sure. Delaware. I mean, there's Newarks all over. Newark, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, there there's a way. Of looking at it to go, which is in this instance, I think a little bit pointless. I like to do this sometimes, but not necessarily in this time. But I'll, I'll you know, shake a leg, break a leg, arm and a leg. Well, we, we arm and a leg. That's a favorite. Well, we did arm and a leg. That the is favorite a, of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did break a leg too, and and that had some funnies in it. Yeah, shake a leg. We didn't do though, did we? Shake a leg. No, as in like hurry up. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, huh? No. But just because it has leg in it, I got no tie. Some, You know, sometimes you, you do that and you go, let me get to the root of this word or other. But in this instance, nah, there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm just showing you a little of the, the back of the napkin. I got you. You know, while we're going through sure. this. Sure. I mean, it builds the anticipation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's an original... Printing of this, and and it's sort of funny this this use. Uh, Eighteen fifty nine, uh, an an anonymous book, always ready or everyone his pride. So I guess there's these two fellows criticizing this other fellow's outfit and saying um, things like "Who's your hatter?" But clearly <laughs> being jesting and making fun of his yeah. hat. Nice pants, right? Nice hat. Yeah, I don't know why I said pants first, sorry. I know. 
I intend leaving as soon as possible, for I know if I remain here, you will both spoil me by your kindness. He's sort of being sarcastic back to them as they were just making fun of his hat and whatnot. <laughs> not a bit, not a bit of it, said Ned, giving one of his hearty laughs. I know you are pulling my leg, continued he, but I'll tell you candidly what it is, Harry. We shall both miss you. So he's letting on at the end that, yeah, we're making fun of your hat, but it's only because we, we love you. Yeah. Come and, here, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to be noogie. So there, there are lots of things like that, but that's, that's early on in a use to show its context. Yeah. Surely. That was 1850? Something, yeah. 58, I thought he said, yeah. Ish. 1859. <sighs> oh, yes, but... I I don't disappoint with the darkness. There is a there is a dark mm. uh, postulation. Although, look, uh, many have tried, and many have failed uh, ahead of me to to tie this in. But I guess there was a practice. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, and hanging comes up a lot. I was and, gonna yeah. And did I not say that's the one thing Samuel Pepe's man. They did. I mean, he went and watched more hangings uh, from some people that were involved with the with the um, issues with the you know I think King Charles one or something. They and somebody kill him or something. And so all these people got killed. And I told you those th three that were involved the first time they dug their up yeah. and hung hung their corpses. Yeah. I mean, man, that's that's yeah. You're making a point. <laughs> but uh, so I guess there was a practice. You know, I'm sorry. This is macabre but you know i guess we use gravity if if you had a guy and you would fall far and then that would break his neck basically mm -hmm. i guess yeah and but these guys in in uh early on back in england here uh not not that you want to be hanging anybody no. but i'm just saying it's yeah. a it's a i guess they didn't so oh. there was a it was just a slight drop and then they hung there for an awful long time. Oh man! So if you were merciful, you would you would ah, hang on their legs. Wow! You'd put your weight down and pull on them to help them out. Sure. Wow. Uh, and and this is this is a um, you know it happened. It was, yeah. This, this wow. isn't speculation. This happened. Yeah. But wow. There's no real way to tie that into right this idiom. Especially in that, not that we don't have some of them like skeletons in the closet and things like that, that you go, whoo, man. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however, this, this one doesn't fit. Yes, there was a guy pulling another guy's leg. Yeah. But that isn't it. Yeah, but that is a distraction. part of that? Mm -hmm. That seems like you're just uh, killing them. Right. And, uh, and he's not laughing. No. No. Oh, brutal. I know. Um, but I'm, I'm going to get around to the money melon, Ooh. which is, um, and you love the confidence, man. I do. So <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine in a city, and you know, someone was talking to me last week about that British show, I forget the name of it, Pips and Skittles, skitty rupless razor face skittle i, I forget what it is there's some british 
Alrighty. Period show. I watched a part of one episode once a, a year or so ago. I was like, this is not for me. I think the ladies like it. I think this main guy must be extremely handsome. I I don't know. But this the uh the bit of it didn't uh get me. But you might see some of this if you watch the show, I guess. I don't know. And if I could think of we'll that the show for it. Yeah. But we'll never know. <laughs> but you know, if you if you could get down in a sewer and and you could back in uh, like you like to say in old and yeah, old, old, yeah. whatever <laughs> they were just open pits yeah yeah but if you got down in there uh, right on the edge of the street or whatever right oh. then you had another fellow up on the street yeah and he would uh, let you know when you maybe a a, a richer looking fellow with some coins and some jewels or, or, or a watch or something was walking by okay. and you'd reach out and you'd grab his leg and trip him oh. and then the, your other guy up on the street would go grab grab his stuff off of him while he was down <laughs> and run away and then I guess you'd hide back down in the sewer somewhere uh. Uh, yoink right <laughs> and so this practice also uh, was real oh man and and so the pulling the leg uh, seems to have come from this yeah where you you made someone look foolish it it really moved on to you're not just tripping them to rob them but as just a um a prank or that sort of thing where you 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 make someone look foolish so now it's a nice hat again back to that yeah. and then now you're making me look foolish right. you're pulling my leg huh yeah. Wow. I know, right? I didn't, uh, yeah. Storm sewers. They could do all kinds of things. Uh, uh, one that you'd enjoy uh, was a, another confidence man uh, sort of ploy where your buddy in the sewer would hang. If you were going to rob something and run and know you were going to be chased by a constable, he'd let your, you go by. He'd run right next to the sewer. Mm -hmm. So, And then the the cop would run next to the sewer and you and you could trip trip them and then he disappears in the sewer your guy gets away you meet later to to um divvy up the booty to laugh ha ha ha, ha. ha, ha. we made him foolish <laughs> so uh and i'm huh. not pulling your leg yeah that. wow i know i mean that's kind of like a lame con it's a, it's an early con i guess you, you had what you, you used yeah, what you had that's it, true you know yeah it takes commitment though Get down in there, guy in the sewer. You think they switch? Like, hey, I was in there last time. It's yeah, turn. I'll bet they did. <laughs> or you know, maybe, maybe you know, because back then you'd have you know boys of twelve and stuff on the street, right? Yeah, Nine year olds, sure. they could fit down to tighter places. Maybe you got stuck down there if you were yeah. smaller. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Oh. <laughs> huh. Pulling your leg. Yep, pulling your leg. Wow. All right. So we'll be right. What? No, what do you got? Yeah. You got one? No, we're going back. We'll be right back after these ads. What was your first word? Rule of thumb. So we'll be right back after these ads. <laughs> Leave it all in. <laughs> <laughs> All's Well believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. 
Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clementemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clementemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. All right, so we're um, we're on we're on the body parts. Yeah, part three. In fact, this is the third body part. Yeah, I think so. Or yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got lots of them. Well, yeah, uh, we only had one music, and we you know yeah we'd have thought we'd have done like fourteen music ones. Agree. I'm off to get some of those. I know. But regardless of all of that. <laughs> but yes. So you're yeah. You have. I am gonna play this one by ear. Mine <sighs> coming up. Which is mine. Play it by ear. No, I, I figured that. Figure it out on the fly. Uh like I put learn while you earn in there. <laughs> Improv. Yeah, play it by ear. <laughs> you ever said that before? I do that pretty much all the time. Yeah, yeah, I say it all the time, I reckon. Yeah, same. Mm. Well, I think it, I guess. Uh, or I say, like, hey, my ear's not that bad. And ear is one of the wor- one of these words that are called metonyms, I believe. Yes, metonym, which is essentially a figure of speech which a thing or concept is referred to by the name of something closely associated with that thing or concept, like ear and music. Having a good ear generally means good at music. Or, you know what I mean. You know? You, yeah. You picking up what I'm putting down? Well, yes. 1500s Middle English uh, choir members were referenced as having a good eerie. <laughs> but ear, for real. Yeah. We've got quotes of that. Eerie. Um, the OED puts us at 1658 in a, skill, a brief introduction to the skill of music by John Playford. To learn to play by rote or ear without book. Which I don't know by rote, isn't that? By like sheet music? Um, no, it's a memory. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. To learn to play by memory or ear without book. Yeah, I got you. Yes. 
early use 1839. Um, Edinburgh Review is a review of Harriet Martineau's novel Deerbrook. Uh, they're comparing Jane Austen with Harriet Martineau in this quote. Miss Austen is like one who plays by ear, while Miss Martineau understands the science. Miss Austen has a... It just goes on and compares the two. It's nice. <laughs> um, but this is I'm more... I'm bored with this. It's talking about Jane Austen's humor versus Martineau's philosophy and more like whatever yeah. technical standpoint. Um, but still using it like one who plays by ear, not playing by ear. You know what I mean? They're using it as a uh, simile, not as an idiom. They're comparing her to a musician who would play by ear. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and the figurative sense seems to come about uh, in... 1934 America, uh, which I thought was pretty late, but the references around uh, this context kind of seemingly relate to sports and mostly baseball. And I don't know, maybe that's just because wow. that's where all the press was, you know? Yeah, we had another one recently came out of baseball yeah. that surprised me. Um, this is a story about the, propo the proposed sale of the Brooklyn Dodgers um, in February 1934. Before going further in this direction, perhaps I can believe that awful suspense by stating that I am reliably informed today that the Brooklyn Dodgers, otherwise the Daffiness Boys, otherwise the young men who play by ear, are for sale. <laughs> I guess the Dodgers weren't doing so well in 1934. Sounds like it. I bet you baseball people know that. Or sports folks, I bet you they know that. Um, another example from uh, 1939 Hardy Boys mystery, The Twisted Claw. <laughs> Frank and Joe are locked in a dark storeroom and can't get out. I guess we'll just have to wait until someone comes down again and then play it by ear, Joe muttered. Hmm. And, uh, you know, this one is a mystery. Like we said, when you play music by ear, you're generally learning it on the fly. Well, the Hardy Boys can solve that mystery. Right. They 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 told me that there isn't a mystery, in fact. That uh, you're, you're listening to music, you're you're good enough to play by ear you can you can kind of pick it up on the fly without the aid of musical notation well when someone opens that door to where they're trapped they'll figure out whether to overtake that person or coax that person into letting them out right they'll figure it out when they when they see what when they're the, presented yeah with right, with the opportunity to to get out of that storeroom right yeah they're going to improv it they're going to wing it which i also we did wing it for sure yes and they were people in the wings recite well yeah whatever reciting they're telling people the lines of the play and i think one of us said is that where play it by ear comes from because right it would make sense as well i did not see that come up nothing in this specifically that although technically sadness. it would be a literally a play by ear <laughs> well yeah but no this is just uh well, yeah. what's that <laughs> i mean it's not i guess it isn't literal because your ear isn't really playing, playing it. Right. You don't strum the strings off of your ear, but you hear it, and then I, I know what that note is, and I will now play that note. Yeah. Right? It's that, but it also that's that metonym where you can use ear to be in place of music. I mean, it's what you're saying still. I'm not disagreeing. Yes. Yeah, you could use it for be, being a good designer. You have a good eye. Good eye, right. Exactly. Yeah. Good photographer. You got a good eye. Yeah. Precisely. Oh, they were call a chef having a good tongue. Or you got a good tongue, buddy. <laughs> you just don't say that. You got some, well, you'd, yeah, some yeah. good taste, I guess. Yeah, but you, so, yeah. Uh, you got some good taste. spatula hands. I'm just relating it to body parts. Yeah. Well, keep working on that. You got some so good. That's what we have, huh? 
Yeah, play it by ear. Um, I, I think it's probably most of what I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Out there. <laughs> Did you play your next one by ear? Well, you know, the thing about my next one. Yeah. I have on the arm. Nice. Now, for one thing, look, Ray. All right. You and I both know. So I love the movie Made. Yes. <laughs> you know I'm going to spring it up. Gotta. And I love the movie Made. That's a a John Favreau movie. That is, yes. With Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Now, anytime I bring that up to people, they go, "Oh, Swingers," <laughs> and I say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But Swingers and and Made came out at like must have been near the same time. But everyone knows Swingers. Yeah. And nobody knows Made. I know. And I contend Made is the better movie. They're different movies. I just. I, I, I hear you. I got my contention. Yeah. Contend away. I contend that Made is the better movie, and I, I I watch it often. Yeah. I really enjoy it, and there's about 10 lines in it that I say all the time. You know it, and I know it. <laughs> I definitely went through my swingers phase, for sure, and then got the Made. Yeah. Yeah. I was presented with them both together. Oh, okay. At some point, Walmart came out with like a- <laughs> Money-saving two-pack? A money-saving two-pack DVD set. <laughs> yeah, nice. And so I, I'd see, I'm watching them both together for the first time. Oh, okay. And and so I, I, I you know, I had no predetermined, yeah. nothing was set in there. That's cool. Nice. And I was like, no, Made. So anyhow, in Made, this is the yes. first time I heard this phrase- I will agree with you for me, yes. Right, so... I so, think. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I never remember hearing it before. I, I might have been exposed to it as a child, um, but I don't recall. So P. Diddy is in it, and, and he's like Mr. Cool, I don't know, sort of gangster dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's in a, a cool little um, Italian restaurant, mm -hmm. which seems to be down on Mott Street. But I've looked for this restaurant and I can't find it. But because I found, you know, you know the other, the cupping room really is not too far from the Soho Grand over there. Yeah. And there's there are other spots that they went to. But this one, anyway, they had a couple little drinks or a cappuccino or something or whatever they had at night. And P. Diddy asks the old waiter guy, how much is it? And the old waiter says, it is on the arm. And he sort of just grabs his yeah arm yes and i'm like well that's cool that was a cool exchange those guys are too cool for me i wish to be this cool yes and in the context of it you knew it meant p diddy now owed him nothing it was free it was free yeah that's all you knew right even if you never heard that phrase before mm -hmm. so i did my very best to dig in now could i go hopefully maybe uh, and do a follow-up sometime hmm. uh, and go to little italy yeah and then just stop older italian people, people yeah and ask them and my maybe it's not italian even i was just biased from the movie i'm not sure um on the cuff uh arose uh, around the turn of the century when they say turn of the century they mean the 1800s to the 1900s because we still say turn of the century but we, we we recently 20 years ago had another turn of the century but people ignore that one right now uh but that's a turn of the century <laughs> 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 
Since bartenders commonly wore starched white cuffs, mm-hmm. the theory that the term on credit derives from bartenders jotting down these debts of the patrons on their cuffs. Um, okay. And then you would sort of um, wash that off or something. You, you wash your shirt or, or I guess they just wore cuffs and collar back then. Okay. would snap on or something. I don't know how they did that button on. And, and so somehow there is speculation, which I am... Um, not a fan of yeah that suggests that it derives somehow from that however someone who has done some of this sleuthing hey um (laughs) with uh you know somewhere say let's say let's just say little little italy there's a lot of l's and t's in there it's tough for me (laughs) yeah i was doing it myself um yes that actually it's more of a movement and you've seen this movement where let's just keep it with a waiter Mm -hmm. Um, imagine the waiter taking his right hand Mm -hmm. against his left upper arm area tricepy area right okay and brushing down stroking down stroke uh, brush that off stroke that off okay saying it just meant nothing this no no bother to me no bother i want it off of me it's nothing right okay off yeah that is where people are saying it came from uh you know a, a mafia guy eating at a place yeah uh the owner you know, he looked to them. How are you going to pay? Nothing, I, and he would just make that motion. I, I, br- I brush off your debt. I, I brush it away. Yeah. And eventually, the, you know, they might not even brush. Maybe it was too um, overt. Mm-hmm. They would just touch. It would just touch his arm. Yeah. Just touch his arm over there or tap it, and and that evolved into, it's on the arm. On the arm. It is on the arm. The old guy in uh, in made. Though he doesn't touch his upper arm, I think he touches his, he grabs his forearm and sort of moves it. Yeah. So it leaves me a little disturbed still, because he did it confidently, like he knew this move, yeah, and he knew what it was, yeah. And we still don't. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. Only that guy knows. <laughs> well, we can maybe uh, ask John Favreau what he thought. Uh, John Favreau, if you're listening to our podcast, yeah. please write uh, in. Yeah, where'd that come from? Why'd you write that? Love what do you that. know about it? Yeah. If anyone knows John. I mean, somebody knows Kevin Bacon. So sure. you got you got to know John. We're all just people. We're all just people. Yeah. So uh, Whole Nine Yards Pod. Where's where you can let us know. Yeah. John Favreau. On the Twitter, right? Yeah. The Reddit, Reddit, right? Yep. And the Instagram. Yep. Whole Nine Yards Podcast on Facebook. Rebecca will read you the email if you'd like to send like a big long dissertation. That'd be cool too. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's the right format. You know, you're writing a big thing on Instagram and then it just stops you. Too many words. You ran out of words. I'm like, I'm just right at the crux of my point. Oh, I got to take out some of these other words. Yeah. And you don't want to send that big p- part without the, you know, you just were getting to it. So back to the email. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're We're not not idioms. idioms.
Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.